Hello, Herd. It's your Herd mom, Megan, here with another delightful Tuesday episode for you. How are we doing, John? We're good. We're off of a long weekend, had some family visit and lots of relaxing and such. So, yeah. Yeah, my arm hurts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's the first bit of news. Yeah. Uh, You got a tattoo. (laughs) I did get a tattoo. I got a very cartoony Death Star. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at it on uh, Twitter or yep, Facebook. Wherever. It's out there. Yeah, I like it. It's cute. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, but so today's show is the Tuesday data dump, as I said. So this is going to be your hub for all of our news, uh, everything we got coming up soon in the Star Wars universe. Yep, all the new content. Yep. So let's get started with gaming news. So, uh, first things first is uh, gaming news, and if you hear weird noises, it's our cat. She's persistent in being uh, part of this this creative process. So, um, but uh, yeah, so gaming news uh, this week. Uh, EA released their roadmap for the Battlefront updates that we can expect for the next uh, few months. Uh, last week, or yeah, last week. We got uh, match stats updates, so now uh, at the end of every match you can see uh, where you place an objective and combat and kill and all. It just makes it easier to view from one screen and and know how well you're playing. Uh, We got uh, update on hero and skin prices. Uh, They're decreasing um, in uh, Galactic Assault uh, in the main game and as well in the prices for new released heroes and skins. Um, so that makes it a lot more accessible to folks like me and hopefully some of you guys. Uh, and then uh, we got two new clone skins. We've got the 41st Elite Core and the 327th Star Core. Um, been playing a little bit with uh, those. It's really fun. But mm. that's old news. That's that's what we've already got. So what are we getting is the exciting stuff. So according to the roadmap, this month uh, we can expect two more clone skins, including the 91st Recon Corps and the 104th Wolf Pack Battalion, um, which are two I'm very excited about. Last week we kind of talked about, well, we didn't. I asked, but you you don't really know clones and their battalions and such. I know they all look the same. (laughs) Oh, racist um (laughs) uh no they do uh but uh we i kind of threw out a couple that i thought we would get uh these were two i did not expect uh i i mean wolfpack having seen it announced i'm not surprised uh because it's a very popular one especially for dave filoni and so if you don't know that's the clone battalion under plo koon um who have the cool wolf uh, insignia on their helmets and such. Uh, Dave Filoni really likes wolves. He does. Uh, and they're led by Commander Wolf. So, um, huh. but, uh, so that one's awesome. That one's fun. Uh, and we are, then the 91st recon is probably the more least known. And if you've ever seen episode three, uh, that's the two clone troopers that are on the speeder bikes during the Order 66 scene that shoot down, I believe it's Stas Ali, um, that is the 91st Recon Corps. They're uh, under Commander Neo, if you look him up. He's got one of the cooler 
uh, alternate uh, clone trooper helmet designs. Um, again, uh, completely out of the blue, just kind of surprising one. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the kind of uh, underground love for those two, uh, they're not as popular as some of the ones that we're actually going to talk about, but uh, they are popular. So um, I'm actually excited for that. Um, and it also just said that we'll get updates to the squad system. It didn't really have details for that. Uh, squad goals. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what exactly that's going to look like or entail. Hopefully, um, if the details are out there, I'll try and find them for next week. Uh, if not, whenever they do come out with the details of what exactly that means, uh, we'll talk about that. Cause Lord knows if you don't do it, I'll try there is no try um so that's this month that's september october will bring grievous to the game and apparently he's so awesome that we don't get anything else that month Hmm. um which to be fair with the spread out of things uh i mean it's it's fine it's more than fine i mean uh, we'll have four new clone skins to work with a couple of game updates and so uh, adding Grievous in, you know, uh, should be fun. And I look forward to getting slaughtered by Grievous during Hero uh, versus Villain repeatedly. Oh my gosh. I am so tired of hearing about Heroes versus Villains from you. It's I'm not good at it. And I'm vocal about, about it. So I can hear you from, I guess, let me... You know, I'm not over-exaggerating. Maybe four layers of lead. I could hear you from behind that. <laughs> well, angry. maybe maybe Grievous is the, the the villain I need to be good. That That's what's going to get me good. Get good. Hashtag get good. Hashtag. So uh, September, October, then November uh, is big. I was really excited about the news for November. So we're getting Obi-Wan uh, plus two appearances. Uh, I assume that means... Two appearances for Obi-Wan. Um, I'm kind of envisioning we'll kind of have a Revenge of the Sith and a Clone Wars style where he has more of the armor pieces on, which is cool. Um, which it'll be really cool if uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin do have their Clone Wars appearance. It'll be nice to see uh, Ewan and Hayden in the Clone Wars uh, attire and such. So Obi-Wan, two appearances... Uh, we'll get Geonosis um, to Galactic Assault. Uh, we will be getting the 212th Battalion, which we talked was one I knew we would get because we're getting Obi Wan, um, and so that's the orange guys from uh, Utapau uh, under Commander Cody, um, which was kind of a given. But uh, the part of the update that was the most surprising is that uh, with Geonosis. Uh, we're actually going to get new vehicles. Um, it's going to, as as it says now, it'd be exclusive there. But uh, we'll be getting the Droid Stap Speeder, uh, the Clone Bark Speeder, and the ATTE. Uh, ATTE. <laughs> uh, the Bark Speeder will probably just be a reskin of the standard speeder. The Stap will be a completely new um, uh, addition to the game, I imagine. Uh, the ATTE, I don't know if it'll be static and not playable like the ATATs, or if it will, in fact, be just a heavy tank um, to kind of stack up against the droid ATT. Um, so instead of having uh, the ATRT, we'll have the ATTE, which I would like. I would love to just stomp some droids in that. 
but all of that was just out of nowhere. They've been talking about heroes and clone skins for so long uh, in Geonosis. Never thought we would get uh, vehicle additions, so that's a lot of fun. Um, and then Winter, it, which that's how it's listed, so that I assume is being split over December and January. Uh, we will get Dooku, uh, Anakin, and more gameplay additions, including capture points and capital ship takedowns. Um, that one can be interpreted in a couple of ways. That could either mean very similar to uh, Battlefront to the original um, from back in the day, where you know you it starts like a game of Starfighter Assault, and then you land in a capital ship, and then you get on foot and have to sabotage the ship, and then get back to your ship and escape. That is what I'm hoping it means. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, it could just be more along the lines of what we already have in like Starfighter Assault, where you just have, uh, you know, maybe it's one where you have to take down the Malevolence or one where you have to take down a Star Destroyer or something like that. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping it's more action oriented than that. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do like Starfighter Assault. I don't like ship-to-ship combat because I'm not good at it, but I do love going after objectives and taking out um, weapon emplacements on Venator class, uh, attacking the Lucre Hulk ships. You know, those kinds of things. Going after targets for me uh, is what I'm, I'm good at. Um, but I, I, I'm actually thinking capture points is going to be more like that, where... Um, Maybe it's in atmosphere, so maybe like on Kashyyyk, you're going to be doing airborne battle and you have to secure an area. You have to fly in between the trees and the treehouses. <laughs> well, above above the trees. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> Lumpy's just in air, just Lumpy's, defending the planet. Oh my gosh, what if we got Lumpy as a playable character? <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Uh, so, uh, would love to hear from the gamers. What what do you think uh, of capture points, capital ship takedowns? What do you think that means or could look like? Uh, and are you excited for it? Uh, another thing to wrap up the roadmap uh, along the winter period, we'll be getting Coruscant Guards, which I believe to be the Shock Troopers, which is another one I hoped for because I like... Uh, Shocking. I like Red Troopers. I heard you. I'm not acknowledging... I'm not a never mind. Um, Someone will tell me but, how funny uh, I am on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'd hoped for the shock troopers. I wasn't sure, um, and the five hundred first as well because again that goes along with Anakin. So pretty yeah. soon here, there's going to be a lot of options for uh, playing as clones, uh, which is why I'm hoping they add more uh, content specifically for Clone Wars. So. Um, maybe it be a new tab, uh, which I know they have the thing where you can select that you want prequel content maps, um, more frequently. Uh, but I mean, it would be great. And I believe Geonosis is being kind of advertised eventually as like the open, the largest scale map eventually. Um, I'm hoping where we can just get a Clone Wars section where we can just play, as clones versus droids and vice versa and everything like that. Um, should be a map called send in the clones. <laughs> well, a, a mission or something. Um, if that hasn't, if that is not like an episode of clone wars or something, 
That is a travesty. I want to say it's a ref. It's been referenced somewhere. If it's not Star Wars, it's been somewhere. But I, 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 I do believe. Um, it's the Gravity Falls episode. There's like an episode of that of every cartoon that's <laughs> ever involved clones. Oh no, we got this magic thing that makes a clone of us, and it goes terribly awry. Uh, that's what happens when there's too many of uh, too many people. Too many cooks. Yep. So, uh, but overall, it's a it's a packed roadmap. I'm just with with all of the clone variety. I'm hoping that uh, we can eventually get just kind of like a clone specific map. That would be cool. Um, also, clone variety ain't that an oxymoron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm what if they do do uh, clone specific. Thing like I, I reinstate my idea for clone heroes, like that would be the perfect map for it. Um, because I mean, you could just they could essentially have a single uh clone engine and just reskin it for each one. So you've got Rex, you've got Cody, you've got Neo, you've got Wolf, whatever you know. I knew some of those words. <laughs> um, it, I mean, it would just be cool if you could just call in a clone hero that was specific to what you're doing now rather than being playing a Clone Wars content thing and then, oh, there's Luke Skywalker. You know, it just... <laughs> Oops. You know, I mean, if you like playing as Luke Skywalker, that's fine. But it just sometimes... And that, yeah. that shows you I play for the story and realism of it because it's like when we're on Tatooine fighting in Moss Eisley and then all of a sudden Kylo Ren comes out and it's like, uh, wrong, wrong era, dude. <laughs> Where are the power converters? You know, it just, I feel like they should be time period specific, but that's just my OCD bugging me. Um, yeah. but overall, uh, I'm excited for, uh, the new content that we'll be getting over the next few months. Um, it's certainly a packed schedule because I know a lot of people at first were complaining, oh, we're just getting a couple heroes and we're just getting a couple clone skins. But this really shows that they're they are incorporating a lot. They're just, you know, really spreading it out over a period. And hopefully as they add in things, it's giving them time to troubleshoot and all that stuff so that the end result is not crashing. Yeah. You know, like I was ready to get EA on the horn earlier listening to you play yeah it's just ugh. just angry boy <laughs> just gets frustrating just hearing you yell in between the wall somebody kill luke skywalker now <laughs> like, okay well i Mr. was kylo Edward. and i froze him and i like just wrapped him up in a perfect little bow it's just like there you go somebody kill him because i was too far away yeah and it's just like, no, I'm going to go after Lando Calrissian instead. It's just like, <laughs> really? Are you um, the target? Because he, he, Luke Skywalker was the target. And that's the thing. It's like, I was making it easy, an easy kill. And whoever was playing Darth Vader, you, sir, were just, or ma'am, or ma'am, were, were just not on objective. Shame on you. <laughs> so, uh, but these are great additions. And I think while they're still, more we should expect, um, and of course that we want, uh, we have to be glad for how generous uh, and understanding that Battlefront staff and creators have been so far. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they've proven that they are listening and that they are working hard to get us to great to a great game. Yes. Um, we just have to be patient and enjoy the updates that we are getting as they come. And um, definitely there are still some like nerfs and some stacking issues that need to be addressed. I still don't agree that they sh- should have brought Palpatine back because it seems like they haven't changed anything about him. Um and officers need a serious nerf or other classes need a serious boost because I, I can't play a single game without seeing 50. Well, that's an exaggeration. There's not that many players at a time, but like the, <laughs> the top 10 players are always officers. Or if it's an eight on eight, it's always like the top three on both teams. And that's because they accrue points so much quicker and they get kills much easier uh, which, you know, I get it. They were like, oh, they've only got pistols, so let's make them super strong. But it's like a two-hit kill. And I get shot in the knee and I'm dead. Mm. You know, it's like medieval times. It's just like, oh, you got shot in the toe. You're not going to make it, Bob. I used to be an adventurer like you. And then I took a <laughs> phaser blast to the knee. Right. It's Wait, just phaser? Like, Blaster. Yeah, you're mixing your <laughs> Blaster! So, but... um. You know, th- those details aside, as far as the more cosmetic content, I'm excited about that. I'm hoping that the uh, detail and technological stuff gets sorted out along the way, too. So, okay. um, but that's it for gaming. And so now we'll go on to episode nine news. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. Let's get started on some episode nine news. How about it? Sure. You seem nonplussed. <laughs> I'm just ready to get into it. <laughs> yeah. So, episode nine. Uh, Matt Smith. We like him. Yeah. Yes, we a lot. do. <laughs> we do. We like Matt Smith quite a bit. Uh, we like him from Doctor Who. I mean, if you could see, if we ever did face cam, you would see that we have the TARDIS right behind us. I don't know if you could hear that. Was That was me tapping on that the TARDIS. That was the TARDIS. The TARDIS is in our living room, guys. Um, he was also Matt Smith was also in Terminator Genesis. Didn't see very that very very briefly. Did not see that movie. Yeah, I haven't even seen the first Terminator. I know. I've we're only work, ever we're, seen we'll the fix that. One. We're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he was announced to be cast in Episode Nine with some sources claiming it to be a key role. What does a key role mean to you, John? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's if it's true. Um, he's Thrawn. <laughs> because he's British, he must be Thrawn. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, Thrawn's not in episode nine. Just give up that dream. If it happens, that'll be a wonderful surprise. But Is he dead? No, we don't know. And But that's the thing. It's like, that's not... His story has no place in the sequel trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. not in a way that it's just like he's just gonna pop in i i just that with it we've got our story we've got our characters i don't think adding in a fan favorite is in the cards um just because people <laughs> like him you say that but we're gonna get like boba fett coming out of nowhere and slave one playing <laughs> born to thrill and just like two double wielding shotguns just blasting into the into the air. I I doubt that. Maybe that's who Matt Smith's playing. Ooh, <laughs> no, ew. No. no. <laughs> um, if it is a key role, oh goodness, that I mean that could mean he's maybe uh, 
I've seen a lot of people attributing that he maybe he's like buddies with Hux, and so mm -hmm. he's going to be um, kind of in, you know, the, the inner circle kind of uh, featured alongside him. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record. He is British, so he would fit as a First Order officer. Um, but I don't feel like if you cast Matt Smith, you're just going to make him some one-off officer. So my idea is, um, that was a dog outside the apartment. Um, <laughs> it sounded cute. Come back. <laughs> uh, my idea is because I'm obsessed with seeing this idea is that Carrie Russell is the leader of the Knights of Ren, you know, aside from while Kylo Ren is doing his first order Snoke stuff, she's mm -hmm. leading the Knights of Ren and the Knights of Ren are Dominic Monaghan and Matt Smith. There's a theory. Um, I feel like I know. I, I think there's four or five other knights, but I feel like we're going to get three, maybe two died or whatever, or two just won't have very featurable roles. One's on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just feel like maybe they won't be unmasked or they won't have any major speaking lines or anything. But I feel like Carrie, Dominic, and Matt are going to be. I don't feel like they are. I, I, what I want them to be yeah. are the Knights of Ren. Um, hmm. That would be awesome, in my opinion, especially since all three of them kind of already, you can look at them and, and see, like, if they were going to be a Knights of Ren, they would fit with a specific role. They would they would each have their kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like you look at them and see, oh, they're all, you know, uh, lightsaber wielding experts or anything like that you know they they all look like they could do something specific on a team yeah well you look back at um there's a channel that we absolutely love called film theory theory mm -hmm. which is run by game theory matt pat mm -hmm. um and they had a whole uh theory a long time ago when rogue one was coming out that i don't know if you remember this but uh the theory was that the different members of the Rogue Squadron were the Knights of Ren. In really? Of yeah. Oh my gosh, Matt Pat, you can do better. At that point, all we had seen was just like that one clip. Matt Pat can do better. Yeah, that was thirty years prior, though. Exactly. <laughs> like, like Ch Chirrut's upgraded from a staff to a walker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. Like at the time, all we had was a promotional picture and. Like, not even a teaser trailer. Yeah. So, uh, I can see, you know, the I, question there. But at the same time, that was a little silly. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I see. Because I, I could see Carrie Russell being the very methodical, intelligent leader. I see Dominic being the very hot-headed, like, brute. Mm -hmm. uh, and I see Matt being the kind of specialist, like, quick guy like secret sneaky guy um <laughs> matt smith secret sneaky guy <laughs> um you know like i i see them in certain roles and and it, um it would just be cool to see the knights of ren return i i know i keep harping on that and yes, even at the at the end of the day again in in the vein of uh force center uh, I'm speculating responsibly. I, I know if this doesn't happen, which the chances are minuscule that it will, but if it doesn't happen, I'm still going to enjoy episode nine. 
um, it's not going to change my standing on it at all. It's just that, you know, if people are going to ask what would I like to see, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see the Knights of Ren. Um, And I just, I hope that uh, Carrie, Dominic, and Matt are a part of it. So, and at the end of the day, George Lucas isn't going to break into our house, slap you across the face, and say your your theories suck. You don't ever know. He's going to slap you with his gourd. I would be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still be like, I met George Lucas. (laughs) He hated my idea. (laughs) I met George Lucas. He slapped me in the face. It was awesome. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, as far as the key role, if if it is a key role, I could see the Knights of Ren again being a key role. If it's not the Knights of Ren. I feel like he's going to be some significant First Order officer. Yeah. Um, you want to know something depressing that I just thought of? What? It's completely off topic. I just realized the dog Indiana is probably dead. Yeah. Like That it, was a long time ago. It was ago. a very long time ago, and I just made myself sad. Yeah. Oh, well. Poor Indy. Yeah. He'll be fine. Maybe he found the Holy Grail. <laughs> or the the holy dog bowl. <laughs> he, he's just living uh, pup pup eternity uh, with the crusader. <laughs> the bad dog picks like a pomeranian like dog bulb, and he's like he he chose poorly. <laughs> oh my He goodness. doing me a heckin' concern, dog. All right, so next up, we're gonna talk about Dominic Monahan. We already mentioned a little bit. Uh, he was already on set, so mm-hmm. he's just, you know, chilling, doing whatever. Um, he posted on Twitter that he was getting ready to go into a day of work on set, not even a week after it was announced that he would be in episode nine. And, you know, he's already doing his Dominic Monaghan thing, eating 11 Z's in second breakfast, I don't know, <laughs> finding bugs and picking them up and showing them to a camera. Sipping coffee from a Darth Vader mug. <laughs> Because like, that, that was his actual picture. Nice. Let me be honest with you. If you have never seen Dominic Monaghan's nature documentaries, they're freaking rad. He's, yeah, he's he's a pretty funny dude. And very funny dude. gets in some interesting situations while also being educational. So. Yeah. Like, there's a whole episode where he goes and has an adventure with Billy Boyd, who played Pippin. Mm-hmm. And who they is- go on an adventure. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Are you Thrawn? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Any British actor. Is this Thrawn? <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of seems like Dominic Monaghan was kind of a late addition. It just seems like we're only finding out this, and he was planned to be in for at least a little while. Um, I don't know if it's a cameo or something minor, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. But yeah, it could be a cameo, could be an out of run, but I I hope that he's involved quite a bit. He's the only one he he's one I could see as resistance, if not first order, though. Mm-hmm. He's he's probably the only one. He still has his mustache and beard going on. He posted another picture as well talking about it. And he was dressed very casual, so I don't know if that was like his preset as higher. Or if his role is behind a mic. Could be. Um, but he seemed very casual. But that's not to say that he didn't get on set and get dressed in some Star Wars garb. So, um, I don't know. Since he's being pretty active about posting on Twitter about it, I, I, I 
assume he's having fun with it, which it must be hard not to enjoy uh, being on that set. Uh, but yeah, it's really, hopefully as time goes on, uh, we'll get to see uh, a little bit of detail or get a little bit of a hint of what he's he's doing, what Matt's doing, what some of these other characters are doing. We've only gotten so, we've gotten very few set photos so far, so I'm hoping something comes out. We won't be getting a trailer for a very long time, hmm. more than likely. Dominic Monaghan has a Snapchat. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. He's hip. He's cool. <laughs> he's 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 pretty young. He can he can have a snappy chat. <laughs> he can snap the chat. chat. Chat the snap. Whatever you people do on that thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, it's minor episode nine news, but good theory material. So. Um, and so with that, we'll move on to comic news. So comics, this is kind of a culmination of a few weeks of comic news pretty much since San Diego Comic-Con. So we're going to be kind of running down a a good bit, but it's a lot that I'm excited for. And a a few of these you're excited for. Yes, we like comic books. Yes. So, and a lot of these are right up our style and preference of of content so if some of these you've already heard of and knew were coming out it's not new to you hopefully some of the things we talk about around them uh will get you more excited or get you excited if you aren't already um and maybe they're completely new to you and if so we're happy to inform you of uh what you could be enjoying uh from weekly comic content of star wars stuff so first things first is probably the thing we're both I would say most or cl- close second to most excited for <laughs> it's it's really high on the list. So uh, it's star Wars tales from Vader's castle by creepy uh, Kevin Scott. Um, and this is out in October, of course. Um, and so uh, the description is join a ragtag band of rebels in this weekly five issue mini series filled with eerie adventures from across the star Wars saga. Told in the shadow of Vader's castle, these spooky stories feature Hera, Kanan, and Chopper, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Ewoks, and, of course, Darth Vader himself. Beware the tales of Vader's castle. So even the description of it, and especially the art, if you haven't heard about this and if you haven't seen anything from it, go look at the art. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, I think we agreed we're going to get, like, prints of all of it. Um, to hang up. Uh, it's very beautiful work, very reminiscent of old uh, universal uh, horror style, which we all actually yes. talk a little bit about that. But absolutely, um, it's just it's it's really really great, and it gives that great aesthetic of creepy and spooky. Um, it, it takes someone and something already scary, which is Vader and uh, you know a lava planet with his his castle. It yeah. takes something that is already pretty you know, scary and evil and really capitalizes on that. So, and I think like, if we're just like talking film media, the last, what was it? Like the last 10 minutes, five minutes of Rogue One, that made Vader scary I wish it was that long. (laughs) It was, it was, uh, it was, it was a couple minutes. It was a few minutes. Yeah. But that made Vader scary again. Yeah, absolutely. Like Vader had been memed to heck. Well, and that was, 
It well, no, it it's what happens when you're redeemed. I mean, you. Yeah. And arguably, in the films, we don't see the most Vader that Vader can be. Yeah, um, that's something I would absolutely love to see. Is just Vader letting loose. Well, and that's what's been great, you know, about the uh, comics. And you know, and I say this as someone who would love and be probably first in line to see a Darth Vader solo film if it ever happened. Um, but isn't that just like the Star Wars universe? <laughs> well, there's that, and then the you know again the comics. He like there's not much more to tell. Uh, I mean, there is more stories to tell. There's always more stories to tell. But with the comics, they've done such a great job, and we'll, and we'll get into that in the reviews of this month's or last month's Vader comics. But um, Vader's brutal. Vader is scary and evil and uh, just a bad dude in the comics. And so if you find yourself craving more of that, like rogue one style content, yeah. uh, the comics are what you guys need to read because uh, number one, it really taps into the, uh, inner workings of Vader Anakin's mind and his heart and balance and all like it, it gets layered in there with um, the struggle of, of him intern internally, but also externally, he's just totally brutal slaughtering people and giving great one liners. Um, a couple of my favorite are, I mean, he's got one in the, I want to in the star Wars uh, line so it's not in his comic but where Luke's like you killed my dad and yes they did meet prior to uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, but he says you know you killed my dad and he's like I've killed many fathers you'll have to be more specific and I'm just like <laughs> dang he's not only killed the fathers but the women and the children too right. and then um, there's one in a, Va in a Invader Down uh, series where uh, he gets surrounded by um, rebels and they're like you know, put down your weapon, surrender, you're surrounded. And he's like, I'm just surrounded by dead men. Oh. That, like, again, if you love Rogue One stuff, if you love Rogue One Vader, that, that's where you need to go. Um, so, yes, Vader is scary. And this is taking that and really uh, capitalizing on it. Uh, about the series, uh, Kevin Scott had to say, um, the series is a series of spooky stories within a story. A rebel ship crash lands on Mustafar, not far from Vader's castle. As the crew survives monsters, stormtroopers, and worse, they tell each other stories to help raise their spirits. What better way to raise your spirits than with scary stories? Uh, um, clearly. They always make me happy. So they have their own story, and along the way they're telling other stories. So yeah. more than likely, and this is in the Star Wars Adventures uh, line, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. more than likely they're embellished in... What they're not to be taken as full canon or anything like that. I think they're meant to be enjoyed and meant to be fun and meant to be uh, creepy and scary. Yeah, it's like that one movie about the teens. They their car breaks down. That one movie about the teens. <laughs> I think it's like urban legend or something where the the teens they get into a car crash or their car breaks down or something and they like go off and start telling stories around the campfire and they were dead the whole time. <laughs> like that's legit. I don't think, I don't think the rebels will be re revealed to be dead the whole time, but I, I, that's, that, that <laughs> they were first ghosts the whole time. <laughs> uh, I, I do think that is very much the, the, in, the 
idea. Yeah. Is, you know, it's just... Yeah. If anybody can remember what that movie's called, please reach out to me on Twitter. It's probably not <laughs> good. Um, no. When when Kevin Scott was asked about the influence of Christopher Lee's horror history, which, by, if you didn't know, he but, has extensive history in. Um, fun fact, he uh, was do- uh, Count Dracula in the same film that uh, Peter Cushing was uh, Dr. Frankenstein in, I believe. It, no, he was uh, he was Van Helsing. Was he Van Helsing? I he can't remember in, exactly who he was. He was Van Helsing in all of the Christopher Lee Dracula movies. Okay, see. Uh, Those movies are great, by the way. I don't know Go that watch from them. watching watching it. I know that from, I have, I have an old episode three reference yeah. book. Um, and that's where I picked that up. And I always used to love to share that because I, it was just that one weird, like connection yeah. that was 50 years older than me. Do you so. know Andy Warhol also directed a movie about Dracula? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It wasn't great. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of boobs. But yeah, Christopher Lee, uh, is a horror icon. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, just a, he was just a, a great, great man, icon in general. Yeah. Um, but and, he, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. And for someone who absolutely adores the horror genre, I am so excited for this. Yeah. Um, so with that kind of history under under uh, his his belt, um, they asked if that had any influence on Kevin, and he had to say that was that was our starting point actually, is riffing off of Sir Christopher's status as a horror icon. The man played two terrifying counts. Was there a way to bring them together? Michael and I became increasingly excited about the idea of having a Dooku vampire story, and the rest of the stories followed from there. If we have a vampire story, we needed a possession story, we needed a witch story, and a monster story, too. Which oh my are, gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, which that gives some interesting insights into perhaps what we're getting is, uh, you know, we know from cover art that we do get a Dooku story. Um, a possession story. That's an uh, interesting one. <laughs> a, witch, a witch story is a little easier. We can yeah. imagine some like night sister magic, yeah. maybe. Oh, I, I would love to see that. Um, and then a monster story. That would be interesting. I'm assuming maybe... Vader has some sort of monster guard dog or something like that. Or I don't know. Uh, either way, it's very much, you know, Universal Monsters meets yeah. Star Wars, which I think is a, yeah. just a, an exciting topic. So very exciting. Like, I could go on and 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 on about how much I absolutely love the Universal horror world. Mm-hmm. Like... Watching all of the, oh I know oh yeah <laughs> I do go on and on yes. <laughs> with you, watching all of the old um, Dracula films, watching Frankenstein, Nosferatu. Oh my gosh, I love blah, blah blah. There's also <laughs> a fantastic movie called Nosferatu: The Vampire, which is kind of a remake of it. Hmm. Yeah, also a great movie. Completely in, I think it's Romanian, German, hmm. something like that. French? I don't know. Italian? Not English. Not English. (laughs) But it's a great movie. And, you know, I remember being a kid and watching the Boris Karloff, the mummy movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that was absolutely mind-blowing as a kid. Like, I absolutely love old horror. 
I'm so excited. Not about really this. horror, but I love uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> that was the first movie you watched with my family. No, not first. No, it was. One but of we them. watched it during Christmas because we. I didn't want to watch Christmas Story anymore. Yeah. So we watched that, uh, and it was amazing. <laughs> and you watched me and mom and dad just quote everyone. Yes, <laughs> it was wonderful. We've seen that movie so many times. It was times. much like when I watched uh, Princess Bride, where it was just kind of like this. I've heard of it, but it's never been on my radar. But I'm so glad I was I was uh, sat down to watch it. Yes. And I'm very glad that you sat down to watch that, too. So um, I think we've well stated our excitement for uh, Tales from Vader's Castle uh, I think we do by Kevin Scott. Um, that's out in October, and it's really cool. We're obviously going to be reading those and talking yes. about those uh, at the end of the month. We're also already planning to do a Halloween and horror themed uh, episode since Halloween is on a Wednesday when we would do our main show. It's almost spooky time y'all. Yeah. So I love uh, Halloween. maybe depending, I, I, I know it said it's a five issue miniseries, depending on if we have all of them out by the time uh, we record that episode for the 31st, then um, maybe that'll be a big feature, but either way you'll, you'll hear more of our thoughts on this. Definitely. Yes. Um, another Vader uh, centric uh, comic series to come out. It's actually already began. It began this month is star Wars fortress Vader. It's the next uh, arc of the Vader comics. And so um, we had two come out this month, which we'll review at a later point in the show. And uh, it's weird because it took two two issues to get into the discussion of Vader's castle. It's not even there. The story's not even there yet. So I'm interesting to see what exactly is, is going on with it. But uh, Charles soul on the comics trip to Vader's castle had this to say, he says it's been building to this for them from the very beginning of the series. This is always going to be the big, huge arc uh, we were building to, which is where, uh, does he get the castle? Which it's interesting that this is the big arc mm -hmm. um, because folks like me that have caught up to date on all Vader's uh, exploits from series one and two, which Charles soul is only the uh, big guy on uh, series two, but everything's been big and huge. <laughs> like everything's been, yeah. I mean, it's just been such a great series. Uh, every, every issue is a hit out the park. Yeah. And so for them to be like, no, this is the big one. It's like, really? After burning seas, you're going to say this is the one? Wow. Like, I, I, I really hope he's not overselling it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to love the series because I've not, there's not been a single Vader comic mm -hmm. in the new series that I have disliked. So uh, this is interesting. It's been interesting so far. Like I said, we've already got the first two, which we'll talk about. Um, and so I, I really, I really can't recommend enough the Darth Vader series, um, that alongside the star Wars main run are probably the two that I love most consistently Vader m most consistently. Um, and so at, at one, at some point or another, we're going to go back and start reviewing from the beginning and I'll start posting those on like Patreon and everything. I wish we had time to sit down and talk about everyone. And I think at some point we will do a Vader discussion. Yes. Um, but to give each issue and each arc the 
attention it deserves, we're going to kind of funnel that through Patreon that you can yeah. follow us there for. Um, follow and, us on Patreon. Yeah, we we post uh, we've <laughs> posted a couple of blogs there, and we're going to be sharing a couple of um, our behind the scenes test recordings, which are going to be fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, just extra stuff like that. That's where uh, Patreon comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, you do not have to support to follow along. I, I know that you could, but again, I don't, I don't want people to feel like they're, I don't want people to avoid Patreon because it's like, well, I'm not going to give you guys money. That's fine. But if you want to keep up to date with certain things behind the scenes and just get extra content, that's a good reason to go to Patreon as yeah. well. You want to hear us like <coughs> doing audio tests that end up being very funny. Go to Patreon. Yeah, our first one was the really funny. Oh boy. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll put one out there this week. Yeah, I think the one we did before the show that I think you deleted it. I did delete. You deleted it. I, I did that. some fantastic asthma ASMR. Uh, it no. It was asthma fantastic. is never fantastic. I I could do some now if you give me my cinnamon bunnies. No. After the show. Annie's you will be fed bunny. after you after your work. Listen, man, the whole Annie's line of products. They're all gluten-free. They're all delicious. Annie, sponsor us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Send me some You're cinnamon. always trying to get sponsors. Always out for them sponsors. Give me coin. <laughs> the me- Republic credits are not good here. Good reference. Yeah. Good job. Uh, on, on that... Waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story comic miniseries is out in October. You might have just heard my phone. A lightsaber. Yeah, sorry. Um, but uh, the comic adaptation and miniseries is out. Um, description is a new five-issue miniseries featuring backstory and scenes not shown in the film, much like the novel will be. Uh, after leaving the Imperial Navy, a young Han Solo seeks adventure by joining a gang of galactic mercenaries, including a 196-year-old Wookiee, named Chewbacca, and a notorious gambler named Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Did he already have the family before? Yes. Okay. Oh. What do you mean? Like. Like before the events of Solo? Yeah. Yeah. How old was Lumpy? Was his baby boy just done borned? Uh, I mean, he could appear up, I would hypothesize maybe 20 years old, if he's still that tiny and young i mean we haven't seen him in canon we know that his family chewbacca's family exists we don't know what they look like do there do wookies age like hobbits like hobbits don't reach maturity like their 18 is like 56 well that again that's if chewbacca is 196 and clearly in good health then i'm assuming like 20 years old is like adolescence when 900 years old this good you will not look something like that (laughs) Because uh, I, I feel I feel like Chewbacca is like middle aged <laughs> by the end of <laughs> the original trilogy. Then how old is Grampy? Uh, he's upper aged, like he's probably two fifty, <laughs> two eighty. Not too old for VR. Apparently, apparently not. Um, and so uh, the series, if you liked Solo, um, it's really going to be up to you whether or not to pick this up. Uh, it is an adaptation, but it also features extra content. I know. Um, I'm already planning to get the novelization, uh, for the extra content. So it'll be interesting if it's the same or different, uh, regardless, it's really your point of preference. Um, you know, they're doing the last Jedi adaptation right now. That's ongoing. That's almost done. 
Um, and you know, that's been enjoyable. Uh, but overall not necessarily worth going out of your way for with all the other content stuff. So the adaptations, it's up to your personal, how much you, how much you love the story and how much you want to see it in a different platform. Um, we will get it, uh, for the sake of the show and just having more comics to read because that's never a bad thing. We like books. Um, but I can't necessarily recommend everybody get it. I just can recommend that you think about whether or not you would like more solo content in your life. Um, if that's not your thing though, another, uh, series to be excited about this one, I'm really, 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 really excited about. This was announced from San Diego comic-con is the age of Republic, uh, by Jody Hauser age of rebellion by Greg Park and age of resistance by Tom Taylor. Um, ages. Yeah. So this is a series beginning in December 2018. The description is journey through the entire Star Wars saga with Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance, a 30-issue maxi-series chronicling the most iconic heroes and villains from across the galaxy. The epic Marvel Comics event starts in December with Age of Republic, Qui-Gon Jinn number one, and Age of Republic, Darth Maul number one. Uh, So essentially... These are highlighted hero and villain stories from each era of the saga. So Republic, uh, Rebellion, Resistance. Um, That in and of itself is an exciting proposition. The fact that they reeled us in by saying Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul are first is, which I was surprised by. Well, I'll get into that. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for Qui-Gon content. Oh my goodness. So. We didn't get enough Qui-Gon in the uh, No, absolutely not. Not at all. Uh, Jody Hauser on the Age of Rebellion, uh, Age of Republic series, uh, which focuses on iconic heroes and villains of the prequel era. She says, it's going to be four months, eight issues, and each month is going to have a hero and a villain story. Uh, the release order is Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jango Fett, uh, Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku, and Padme Amidala and General Grievous. Hmm. Um, so some ideas, some theories, some what ifs. Uh, Qui-Gon's story. I would love if that would talk about how he discovered the wills and discovered the secret of immortality. Yes. The, the whole connecting and becoming a force ghost thing. Yes. That... I feel like would be a great little Qui-Gon adventure. And if it's just him, it gives us a lot of just Qui-Gon, you know, a lot of self exploration along the way. Like, you know, there's no other characters to focus on. And because this seems like it's so focused in on specific characters, um, I think that would be an easy and great story to tell. Certainly one I've been interested in seeing Um, Darth Maul. I was a little surprised by because we've gotten so much Darth Maul. Um, He's a very popular character. Yeah. Because uh, we have the Darth Maul series. The, the Darth Maul kind of one uh, I think it's a five issue series um, that is pre Phantom Menace. And then we got Darth Maul's Son of Dathomir, which is post Clone Wars, pre Rebels. So we've gotten quite a bit. And of course, he's in Clone Wars and he's in Rebels. So spoilers, spoilers. Um, <laughs> so it's just it's interesting. I don't know what they're going to tell. I don't know what the story will be. 
Um, I maybe like what the heck the Crimson Dawn is. That would be nice. I had no idea what that is. But that crosses a line for me into the Age of Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like that that comes up close to the Rebellion era. Yeah. Because my my thought was that like, what if this is when he meets back up with Kira after Solo and we find out, you know, how he ends up stranded on Malachor, uh, you know, or like you said, the, the beginning of the Crimson, like both would be great, but I feel like that's not in the right time period for that story. Yeah. But so again, it's like, what I are you going to talk about? Maybe what it's like giving birth to a alien. What's his race? Uh, he is a Dathomirian, um, oh. Zabrak. I believe. Dathomirian and Zabrak. That was my band name in college. <laughs> um, we, yeah. So, because um, I've, I've heard it ref- referred to as both. He's a, he's a uh, Dathomirian male, mm-hmm. but the males are Zabrak. So it's, it's kind of like a, he's a specific type of Zabrak. Uh-huh. Um, See, it's Zabrak, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it's kind of like the Nikto where there's the red Nikto, green Nikto, yellow Nikto. Um, yes. they're all Nikto, but they're all seemingly, I mean, if you look at them all comparatively, different species. So it's kind of like an Eevee, but like an Espeon. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a way to look at it is they've, they've evolved a certain way to their area, I guess. Because uh, what it is is that if they're born female, they're always night sisters. If they're born, I'm not saying Zabrax. I'm saying that it's, from what we understand, which isn't much about the Dathomirian culture, is that if they're female, they're born night sisters, so they look like Asajj Ventress and such. Um, oh, human giraffe. Yeah. If they're born male, they're born as uh, the the Zabrak, which you know the. Uh, horned male and the tattoos I believe are ritualistic I don't know if they're if they are or if they're birthmarks I, I, that, I don't know if that was cleared up yet it's weird imagine your child comes out looking like Darth Maul well imagine your kid comes out looking like a tiger like they're striped they're supposed to be <laughs> like it's not weird to them no that's what I say. it's like if I, I mean it's it's the same thing of like you know I've got freckles uh, you know oh defect you know um, they've they're born with tattoos. That just makes them awesome. Yes. So it's a lot less painful than having to just get all of that. It's like, are they oh, red gosh. or are they black? Because if they're black, then that that's easy because the red tattoos aren't that much. Guys, are zebras black with white stripes or white with black stripes? <laughs> Asking the real questions. Um, so anyway. Uh, Stay woke, 2018. So that's, that's that. Uh, I don't... You guys tell us, what do you think the Darth Maul series will be about? I'll say something about the Qui-Gon series. I hope, like, the last four pages is just Qui-Gon as Force Ghost just (laughs) face-palming while watching the events of the the rest of the film. I mean, because we clearly know he wasn't involved. He could have been. He was just in the background, like, yelling, screaming, but nobody could hear him. Um, So then we've got Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. Jango Fett is... An easy one. I want a new version of Open Seasons. Uh, like, I want his backstory. I want his childhood. I want his recruitment into uh, being the clone template and uh, 
being a fan of the Bounty Hunter game and the Open Season comics, which you haven't, if you haven't read, are a great read. Uh, they aren't comicsology; they are cheap. I recommend getting them. You know what would be cool? Like, we were talking briefly about this while we were watching Clone Wars, um, but the the way that Django got the clone template job, basically, mm-hmm. was that he was basically in a competition with other bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. If we could get, like, a comic series of that yeah, with, that, like, the most dangerous game kind of feel to it. Yeah, that's the that's the bounty hunter game storyline. Oh. Yeah, I know you, you haven't played that, but that, but that, that's, that's what that is. And that's, that's the connection is that that's where he kills Kamari Vosa. That's where he gets the lightsabers and that's where Dooku gets the lightsabers to give to Ventress. So that's the kind of, oh, that's the kind of connection there. That's the kind of what? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Um, so I, I want, I want that story or his, his, his childhood. Yeah. I want answers. Was he Mandalorian or not? Because in canon, they seem to say no. That he was just a bounty hunter that stole Mandalorian armor. If so, that's already taken a huge chunk out of his backstory. But yeah, who I just, knows? I just want to know for like for realsies this time: is he alive or is he still in the stomach of the Sarlacc, being digested for a thousand years? That's Boba Fett. Oh my god! Which technically is Jango Fett because clone. Yeah, I was right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be one of the Age of Rebellion stories. I was dumb for like five minutes there. No, you're that's sleepy. That's sleepy brain. I'm very tired. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku. Um, Dooku. Dooku. Uh, I'd like to kind of get his leaving the Jedi Order recruitment as a Sith story. I think that would be a great story. We know. Part, we know why he left uh, the order in Legends. We know we seemingly know that he was mostly recruited uh, by Palpatine using the death of his former apprentice as a, a means to show the failure of the Jedi. So getting the details of that story would be great for me, I think. Um, and then we get Padme and General Grievous. Padme's story, I don't know... Um, Um, what that could be. Uh, I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be fun. Uh, But the General Grievous one, I'm really hoping, is his pre-cyborg story, his pre-joidification story. Um, And so we kind of get more... We get hints of that in Grievous's lair in the Clone Wars episodes, but really nothing much. Nothing compared to what we had in, in past so I would I would love to be to be able to kind of see that story. I just found a picture of General Grievous looking so very sassy. Yeah, that's from the um, Battlefield Report uh, story, mm-hmm. where they kind of do a they they treat it like it's a history book of the battles of Star Wars. Um, but yeah, in in the in the legends, we've gotten full details. We I mean, we've gotten a lot of pre-cyborg uh grievous content and so it'd be nice to see some of that in canon um maybe some others that we can expect for rebellion akbar mothma biggs boba fett uh some resistance stories phasma hux snoke maz poe rose and page um you know there's a few to choose from what i fear though is based on what we see from the age of Republic one is that it's mostly going to be 
major characters, like we've got Qui-Gon and Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and Anakin. It doesn't seem to necessarily be characters we don't already have stories for. Um, so, eh, I don't know. But overall, I'm definitely excited for the series. Uh, just Qui-Gon alone gets me excited uh, for for what's coming from that series. Yep. So, um, Poe Dameron, uh, the comic series is ending. Um, and, uh, it's ending this month, um, on the 26th. That will be the final issue. Uh, Charles Soule, um, on wrapping up Poe Dameron's story had this to say, he said the original publishing plan was for it to stop much earlier and then it got an extension and then it got another extension. We were like, people really sort of dig this book. The reasons that we're going so far as as far as, far as we were uh, is because of you guys. You guys embraced it. You liked it. You talked about it. And you told your friends about it. So thank you. I loved writing this, uh, for Poe. It's been a blast. Um, he, so he's talked a lot about this is the right place to end it. We're not ending it because it's gone too long. We're not ending it because it's not making money. We're ending it because this is where the story itself comes to a close there. This is going to go to a new story. This is going to go somewhere else. And so they're ending it where it should end rather than overextending the story, which I really appreciate. Um, even despite, you know, knowing that it's been such a great series, um, it, and that we really haven't had a major series end uh, yet, as far as I know, in canon. Um, and so, you know, to be 31 issues in and that be it. Uh, and who knows, maybe it'll get a reprise later. Um, you know, maybe it'll come back later when there's more to tell. Yeah. Uh, but I think as of right now, they've decided that this is this is where the story as of now Maybe we'll get a comic about his, you know, brothers and sisters. Tinky Winky. Dipsy. La la. What are you talking about? Tell Dubbies. Is Poe a name? Really? Yes, he's the red one. Oh, well, there you go. Have you ever seen a picture of just, like, the Teletubbies next to a, like, live person? They are huge. Yeah. They're like cause, eight cause foot they're, tall. Because they're people in costumes. <laughs> Did you not know that? <laughs> don't. I'm getting such a stare. Um, so Charles Soule had this to say about the galaxy at the end of the Poe Dameron series. He says, uh, the galaxy is devoid of help from, for the resistance. And they've ju- they're just four ships and uh, they're in a tough spot. So that's where... We are when this wraps up. I won't say it's not a happy ending, but it's a tough galaxy out there. Mm. So That's promising. And from this month's Poe Dameron, um, it really hints at this is going to be a pretty pretty inner, uh, emotional. Mm. And, like It's going to be a very, if you've been with the ride from the first issue, it's going to be very much a one that kind of hits you hard. Um, and so, but I think, I think again, because it's ending where it should, it'll feel right regardless. Uh, and I, I am hopeful that eventually we will see more, uh, more Poe. So yeah, more Poe is never a bad thing. No, more Oscar Isaacs in general. Yep. So, 
Now, this next thing, it's a little bit different, not directly comic-related. Uh, well, it is comic-related, but uh, it's a bit different of how we normally get and do our news. Um, so Star Wars Adventures, which, if you're n not aware, is a bit more of a young reader comic-style Star yeah. Wars content. Uh, it's getting interesting, which it already has. It's all It's been a fun series so far, but it's getting better because out this month is another story from uh, Michael Morachi. I believe is how his name is pronounced. If not, sorry. Um, he's a recent addition to the series creators, and he went to Twitter to promote the upcoming story, which features Bazin Natel, a patron of Maz's Castle uh, that ratted out uh, Han, Ray, and Finn uh, to the First Order. She's the Thanks. she's the lady in the jumpsuit sitting with the big guy. Um, if you're looking for, uh, so we have Bazin. And that was exciting enough, um, but then we see who she's, she's talking to a very familiar tin can, uh, IG-88. <laughs> My boy! And so uh, IG-88 is being recruited by Bazine for some dangerous job because they emphasize that, you know, he's uh, he's the only one really willing to take the job or something like that. So it's, it's really indicating that it's going to be something kind of big, kind of exciting, adventurous, maybe. We're going to um, steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> um, and so that's awesome. Yeah. In and of itself, IG-88. Num so the, so the, the two things we get from this, especially with what Michael goes on to say in comments uh, to the original tweet, is number one, this is the IG-88. Um, a, mm -hmm. a tweeter person voiced confusion. Uh, how could he be around this late in the saga, given his appearance in uh, Empire Strikes Back as a dead hunk of scrap among Ugnaughts? Uh, valid point, which was a story told for us in Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Um, it's a great story, guys. Read it. Yep, it is Legends. But maybe this indicates some of legends coming back because Michael stated that there are many IG droids, yes. but this guy is definitely the IG that we see in the famous bounty hunter lineup. So it sounds a little bit like the legends, maybe a I little bit. I'm so freaking excited. Um, not entirely sure, but either way we know this is the tin can that we know and love. Yeah. Um, 88 prime as I like to call him. And so, and then the second thing is uh, that we get more bounty hunter goodness in the third issue of the story. It was revealed by Michael after someone mentioned the desire for more classic bounty hunters like Zuckus and Forlom, which we did get a little bit of story for um, in Star Wars Adventures as well. Uh, but he, Michael, uh, comforted him and, and told him to be on the lookout for the third issue in his series, which will be exciting, um, you know, it, re referencing to more bounty hunters. Yeah. So... All of this equals excitement. Uh, and again, in a past run um, tied in with Solo, we got um, the appearance of Forlum and Zuckus. And so, and that was in Star Wars Adventures. That wasn't in a yeah. main series. That wasn't in a big series. That was in a young reader's comic series. And now we have IG-88 popping up there. And so yeah. it, it's great that we're getting these little glimpses of certain characters in the galaxy and mm -hmm. But they're not the big story. Yeah. Um, it's good to get like some kind of acknowledgement. Right. And and the fun thing about it is, which is not surprising because he's a droid, but, you know, uh, 
that he's continued into the sequel trilogy. So 30 years later, he's mm-hmm. still bounty hunting. Yep. Uh, and so that's cool. Yeah. So uh, it, I really hope that, you know, the other IG-88s are acknowledged as canon. That mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Cause that was one of my favorite parts of the story, which we're going to get into the story at some point. Yeah. Like it is one of my favorite things tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Yay! In the, in the legends versus lore main, main series. So that, yeah. look out for that. If you like talking about legends oh stuff, I'm just going to go ahead and give you a spoiler warning. The end of IG-88 the end of IG-88 story is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> and fantastic. Eh. Like he is technically tattooed on my arm. It's right so now. major. Like it's so it's just <laughs> you know, but anyway, but but that's the significant thing is his story ended at the Battle of Endor originally. Yep. But this gives us 30 extra years of IG goodness. Um, yep. And so that's the great thing. If you're not reading Star Wars Adventures, I would really recommend it. It's along the lines of Forces of Destiny, where it's fun, it's simple, it's easy yeah. to to consume, to read, to watch. Yeah. And it's, at the end of the day, it's got a yeah. lot of lore in there. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a good thing to have on just, like, I turn on cartoons sometimes just to have something pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Forces of Destiny is definitely like that. It's yeah. just, this is pretty. Well, and, and IG-88 already popped up in a Forces of Destiny story, which was great. Yeah. as Alongside a, Kira. Yeah, as a very bumbling well, but droid boy. In a very Forces of Destiny style. Yeah. Um, like, he couldn't exactly, you know, just, like, put a bullet in somebody's forehead and just be like, meow. <laughs> You're dead well, now. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the one complaint i hear most consistently is it's not that it's yeah like young content it's yeah. that it's taking characters that we want in bigger stories and kind of kidifying them yeah and i can i can understand to that and i can understand i mean being a fan of ig88 wanting to see ig88 you know be you know ig88 mm-hmm. and but instead getting a kids you know yeah. fun adventure. I, I can see the disappointment, but at the same time, yeah. at, at least, least you're getting them. it. Yes, at least you're getting IG-88. At least I know that my favorite droid boy is out there and kicking. Yep. So I, I'm with you. I hope that this will really, if it's not obvious to them already, you know, show the love of bounty hunters in these characters. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we will get a bounty hunter's Line. If it's one-offs, that's fine. I would love a series um, dedicated to the bounty hunters of the galaxy. But either way, we definitely need more content, and this is yeah. a great start. So, um, but with that, that is comic news. Um, we may not have covered exactly everything, but that was the major stuff that we definitely were excited about and wanted to yeah. talk to. And all of it seems to prove that over the next few months, we've got a lot of comic goodness. If you're not already tapped into it. Um, hopefully this has encouraged you with something exciting uh, to get you started on comics. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Up next is book news. John, do you like books? I like the books. I like books too. Um, <laughs> we are dumb. We're weird. We're tired. <laughs> so uh, new book, new book alert. Sound the alarm. 
Wop, wop. Wow. That was quite the alarm. I could do the Death Star. This just sin. A walrus has infiltrated our apartment. Send help, please. Um, new book from Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo. I'm pretty sure that's a horse. <laughs> no, it's probably the smartest Star Wars dude out there. Hidalgo. Yes. I've seen that movie. Um, it's coming out on October 23rd. Scum and Villainy. Mm-hmm. God bless this hive of scum and villainy. I need that like, <laughs> on, embroidered on a pillow. <laughs> Just put that on our couch. Um, so, the description... For this book is Scum and Villainy, however, isn't just an encyclopedia of bounty hunters, gangsters, and baddies who have the death sentence on 12 systems. Rather, it is a fully illustrated hardcover tome made entirely of notes and intel from three generations of a family of police officers, space police, um, spanning the eras of the Republic, Empire, and the New Republic. Wow. Set for release on October 23rd from Epic Inc. and available for pre-order now. Scum and Villainy looks to be an essential release for all wanting to learn more just about the CD figures of the galaxy. And without having to step foot in places like Jabba's Palace. StarWars.com got an early look at the book and caught up with Hidalgo to discuss his affinity for Star Wars' shadiest, a long-lost letter from Hondo Anaka. And how scum and villainy builds on Solo, a Star Wars story. That sounds exciting. Yeah. You can look at the full discussion uh, on StarWars.com if you just search uh, their blog. Scum and Villainy is on there mm-hmm. um, for for that extra details. But it, it's a lot of good hints at uh, what we're going to be getting out of this. It's, it's definitely exciting. Yeah. We're not an interview recap podcast. We're a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Um, well, no, it would just take so much to just, well, we could exactly. sift through that the whole just show. Just like word for word, just like Pablo Hidalgo said, I, I like cheese. So like, <laughs> I I'm sure he does. Uh, he seems like he likes cheese. Yeah. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. I'm lactose intolerant and I love cheese. Mm. Trying out this new vegan cheese. Seems like it's going to this be This is exactly the content that our, <laughs> our, our subscribers... We may not be an interview recap podcast, but we are a cheese cast. We are a rambling bunch <laughs> of, of, of folks. It's a good to listen. Okay, so... You should feel bad for yourself. <laughs> my jokes are bad and that I feel was, bad. Yeah, that one was that one. It was, was not a good cheese. joke. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's not your problem to, oh. to listen to our cheese podcast. So... So, uh, I swish I could stop. Um, and we're also going to be doing an episode where we're going to talk heavily about this topic on November 14th, which will also tie into when we meet Cad Bane in the Clone Wars rewatch in the same week. Yep. So, that should show how far ahead we're planning. Um, but, we, yeah, we really, we actually already had this under the same title, Scum and Villainy. Yep on our calendar because I figured when uh, Cad Bane is introduced, that's a great time to kind of talk about those CD characters and just so happens that this comes out. Uh, so uh, we're going to probably do a deep dive uh, in November mm-hmm. um, for that. I know it's a little while, but hopefully that gives you guys time to read it. Yeah. Uh, plus it's because really because we have so much other 
uh, release content coming out between Women of the Galaxy, uh, Droidography, other book tie-in discussions and such. Yeah. Uh, so there really wasn't room to fit it any sooner. Uh, so we just kept the date we had already discussed about doing um, and decided we'll just we'll have even more uh, content to discuss um, yeah. thanks to this book. And especially since it's from Pablo, we know it's canon and it's it's expansive over over the whole era. So you know plenty. what else is expansive? The amount of cheese. Oh, my gosh. We're world. done with cheese. Some cheese can be very expensive. <laughs> so, uh, not a new announcement. I, as I mentioned, Droidography, that's not new. It's been announced for quite a while now, but, um, it's a book all about droids from, uh, uh, that's, it's told from the perspective of a droid, particularly the lovable droid Roger, uh, from the Freemaker Adventures, if you've ever watched that little Lego show. Yes. Um, and so that enough is is exciting and fun and brings him yeah. very much to canon. Yeah, that's another really cute show that's mm -hmm. just like nice to put on in the background while you're yeah. doing stuff. And that's arguably the most questionably canon. It's so cute. But with Roger being it is cute, but with uh with Roger being the teller of this story or the reader of this content, it almost seems like that's inching him closer and closer to canon. So um, I'm excited for that because I love Roger. And so um, if you like droids, then mark your calendar for October 19th when uh, the book is released and October 24th when we'll be talking about it and talking about droids in general. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Connor from Detroit as human. We're going to be talking about T-800 Cyberdyne system model 101. We're going to be talking about, um, None Wally. of those. None. No. Star Wars about... droids, Megan. Mouse droid? Yes. Mouse droid! We can droid. talk about most droids. <laughs> we can talk, we're going to talk about a lot of droids. I love so mouse droids. If you like droids, then definitely mark your calendar for the book and for the show. If not, then listen anyway. Uh, because maybe <laughs> you'll learn to love uh, droids, some of which are so cute and adorable and helpful that we don't deserve them. Not C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO is not invited. No. So that's, not, that's like the role. No C-3PO. Yeah. Um, so not, that's really it on book news. There's not a lot for that. Um, Scum and Villainy was a recent announcement. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but yeah. you went still into worth like talking a, about. You went into like a panic when you found out about like that. We were going to do an episode on that way. We need to move <laughs> it. We need to rework the calendar I went, now. Yeah. I went, Megan had just woken up and was getting her coffee and I was like, so we need to talk about the podcast. I just <laughs> I was like, looked at you. So, uh, but we figured it out. So it's all good. Yeah. It's yep. all good in the neighborhood. Yep. Mr. So. Rogers. <laughs> uh, and so next is TV news. Megan just absolutely loves getting cut off by Yay! the transitions. Uh, so <laughs> TV. <t> TV news. <laughs> um, it, not much again on this one. We got a little bit more for resistance. Um, StarWars.com released a small behind-the-scenes featurette for Resistance where we hear from uh, the actors and creators and see a bit more of the show and uh, the universe that we'll be kind of stepping into um, here soon. And so it's titled Meet Team Fireball, and you can check it out uh, on StarWars.com or on their YouTube channel, which I really recommend because it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a good glimpse into what we're getting. Um, in the show, it's or in the uh, featurette, it is confirmed that Jaeger, 
Yeager. Uh <laughs> is pronounced Yeager, not Jaeger. Uh, <laughs> no, still, still not right. Um, what are you attack on tape? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, so it's Yeager. So I apologize for mispronouncing it. It's still a cool name. I don't. Um, Niku from the show, uh, from what we got to see in the featurette and from what we get to see from the voice actor is amazing. He's already my favorite. It's adorable, Ben. Um, and so uh, that got me excited. Uh, and they confirm, they blatantly discuss it, that it is created with kids in mind. It is meant to be younger and more fun. Um, but that's not a bad thing. No, and it doesn't mean that an adult can't watch it an adult can't enjoy it, that the adults are forgotten about and cast aside. Number one, adults, you guys have so much content already. Just let kids have something cool. Let people like stuff, for Pete's sake. And at the end of the day, you can still like it if you want to like it. If you don't, then just don't watch it. It doesn't make you cool for blatantly not liking something. Yeah, so... That doesn't make you a better Star Wars fan than someone else. At at the end of the day, all it means is that it's lighter, it's more fun, it's more energetic and action-packed. It's just, the stakes are easy and enjoyable, and that that's all it means. I mean, you know, we, we like Star Wars adventures. We like Forces of Destiny. I have no doubt we're going to love this. And if it's just not your cup of tea, then just wait for the Clone Wars to come out or wait yeah. for Episode Nine to come out. Keep but your shorts on. This, this featurette really did excite me about the show seeing behind the scenes seeing the excitement of the actors that are involved and seeing the different characters a little bit more all of that served to get me more pumped for what i was already excited for so i think resistance is definitely going to be a good show yeah so um that's it done in three minutes Um, three minutes wow yeah tv news was light um on that one but now we get to get into some reviewing all right so we're getting to the end here um now we have and this will be something that we do at the beginning of each month is we'll kind of take a look back um at last month's comics and so if you've read the comics have your opinions liked them didn't like them and that's fine you don't have to listen to this this is just where we kind of run down them it's not going to be uh spoilered uh, or anything like that. It's going to be spoiler-free um, for those that haven't. And hopefully, uh, hearing um, our take on it, maybe it encourages you to go out and check it out yourself. Um, and so, uh, first things first is books. Um, so, Thrawn Alliances uh, was released not long ago, and it's a canon novel written by Timothy Zahn. It's the sequel to the 2017 novel Thrawn. And the story features Thrawn and Darth Vader on a mission shortly after the events of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. While a parallel narrative set during the Clone Wars features Thrawn, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme Amidala. The story heavily features the planet Batu, which will be featured in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a new expansion to set, set to open at Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2019. Um, I went through the book pretty quickly. I was excited for it the entire way through. And, um, overall, it's a great book. I didn't enjoy it, uh, as much as the first one. I don't know if that was just because the first one was the first one and it was just 
the first canon Thrawn uh, story. Um, and so I think there was a maybe a bit of extra excitement there. Uh, but this one, it, it was still really, really good read, really um, just... If you love Timothy Zahn, then you you kind of know what you're getting into already. It's just a, a good uh, a good book. Yes. Um, Anakin invaders uh, Anakin invaders interactions with Thrawn um, are fun the whole way through. Um, they're two very uh, abrasive personalities to put together, which makes just for great storytelling in general. Um, so that was probably some of my favorite uh, of the whole thing is just their butting heads and uh, them bouncing off of each other and keeping each other in check and everything like that. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, the Padme story uh, was very spot on and very good uh, to her character. Um, and it just felt like it could have just been its own story. Uh, she was really doing fine as she normally does um, on her own. And so uh, that kind of got me looking ahead and excited to the Padme story that we'll be getting uh, down the road, because um, if it's anything like what we got here, it's definitely a great uh, taste of things to come. Um, and of course it's more Padme stuff. Who doesn't, who doesn't love that? So well, some people, some, some wrong people, some very wrong people. So no, you cannot like Padme and it's fine. Just don't be a butt about it. Don't be a butt. Um, both stories revolve uh, uh, resolve themselves very well. Um, it's very slow burn in some ways. It, it felt like for me, it wasn't going to get wrapped up very neatly. It was just going to kind of happen and, Oh, it's done. Uh, Oops. but it ended up paying off very well. Um, despite that. So if you get to reading and feel like, eh, it's not really seeming like it's going in weird. Trust me, it, it is going somewhere, and it does. At least for me, it was it was a satisfying way to wrap things up and resolve things. Um, it'd make a great comic adaptation. I think they just finished adapting the first Thrawn novel. I think doing this one would be a great idea. Um, again, adaptations are up to you. If you'd rather read it in comic book content, where it is a bit quicker, of a read, um, then, uh, hopefully down the road, you'll be able to have access to that. Um, and so the neck, the, the important question after finishing the book I had was, will we get another one? Um, here's a question. Thrawn was originally featured in a trilogy when he was introduced in legends and such. And Timothy Zahn has already said that he wants to write the story that comes after rebels, the story of Thrawn and Ezra. So, I really hope we get a trilogy. I feel like this would, I, I feel like the character of Thrawn deserves a trilogy. And I think book format is where Thrawn thrives. And so I feel like having the end of his story or the chapter following rebels, if it's the end or not, who knows, but whatever comes next, I think having it in book format would be the best thing. Yeah. So we like books. We do. So um, if you haven't checked out Thrawn Alliances yet, uh, definitely do so. Um, and uh, I really, I really recommend it. If you love the character, then you'll love this one. Um, it may not hit everybody as great as the first one, like it did me, but I think overall, if you're wondering what to add to your bookshelf of Star Wars stuff, Thrawn Alliances is an easy addition. Yep. 
So, and Megan doesn't have a lot to say because she didn't read it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, what up? I'm Jared. I'm 19 and I never learned how to read. <laughs> um, yeah, that one was, that one was on my list to read. Um, just because I was more excited of the whole Thrawn thing. You will be more excited of Thrawn when you actually fully watch Rebels. Yeah. Right now, he's just kind of like, he's oh, yeah. Blue man. Yeah. I know that guy. Away from group. So, um, but on to comics. Um, so last month's comics, we got a pretty packed list of comics and pr- pretty great content all around. Um Try not to linger too much on each one, though I think a few of them deserve a little bit more linger. Uh, but Star Wars 52, Hope Dies Part 3. Um, again, this is only for August comics, so the other two prior to that, I can already tell you, were great and led to this one. Um, Jin Erso gets a reference, um, and from that we get to see the birth of Rogue Squadron, which is wonderful. If you're someone like me who loved the old Rogue Squadron stories and uh, X-Wing stories, then that was a great moment. Um that I've been waiting for. I didn't know I was waiting for it, but when it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, finally. Um, so really, that's that's the big feature of this comic. Um, other than that, it's just good piloting action and act, uh, just adventure in general. Um, it's better as a continuation of the previous two, and it will read much better when the Hope Dies series is completely done. This one... If you just read part three on your own, it's really not going to do much for you. It really has to be done sequential. Um, but uh, definitely recommend checking out uh, the, this most recent addition to the Star Wars main series. Um, the Last Jedi adaptation uh, number five was out. Uh, not much to say about it. It was an adaptation of The Last Jedi. It featured the throne room scene, the supremacy execution, and the beginnings of the Battle of Crate. Um, it was a crate battle. Gosh. It was a crate scene. Don't be salty. Oh my gosh. Um, this is, again, and with adaptations, it's largely up to preference. If you love um, seeing a great story in another visual format, then I do recommend it. Uh, the art is wonderful in it, and it's good. It's just that it's it's The Last Jedi, so it's not necessarily new or different. It's added a couple of things here or there, but not as much as the novel did. Um, then we get Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, number 19, Fortress Vader, part one. So earlier we talked about this was a series coming that Charles Soule was excited about for Vader, and I see why. Um, as with all Darth Vader issues, it was great. Uh, the Darth Vader series is always my favorite. It's a top spot every month, um, and this is no different. We get to see a certain th- uh, thought, thought-forgotten character um, meet his end, uh, which was satisfying and gives further evidence of the evil that is Darth Vader. Um, yeah, it's just it gets pretty. It gets kind of dark. Um, <laughs> it, it was gets dark Vader. Oh gosh. Yeah, but yes. Um, and so it really, really emphasizes the evil of, uh, Vader and the Inquisitors. Um, we also get a few new Inquisitors, which if you're like me and you're a fan of those dudes, uh, it's nice to see the ranks filling out. Um, and we get a list again of the surviving Jedi with two former council members names that excite me. Um, I, I'll go ahead and say, uh, one is Opal Rancisis, which is great. Uh, that's a lot of syllables. 
<laughs> He's the snake dude from The Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Yep. Originally, he died during the Clone Wars. He was killed by a former apprentice, Sora Bulk, but uh, seems like he's alive now. Um, that happens sometimes. And we also get, I believe it's Coleman Kjak, um, who was on uh, the Council and Revenge of the Sith. Um, so two very background Jedi characters that are still out there, um, as well as two names uh, thought to be Easter eggs of the writer and artist names, but Matt Martin of the Star Wars Story Group later confirmed that they are actual characters in canon continuity and not simple Easter eggs. So all four of these names then become exciting. It was exciting enough to have two known Jedi and then uh, fun names, but knowing that all four are canon, are more than Easter eggs, uh, indicates maybe where this story is going, um, or at least who we may hear from or see soon or down the road. Um, then we take a pause on that to go over to Poe Dameron number 30. Um, it's the awakening part five. So this is right before the final issue. Um, this one was great. It had great action. Love the tension and suspense that's built, uh, as Jess tells the story, um, who's one of the pilots in Poe's, uh, black squadron. Uh, it's, it's really getting me excited for where this is going based on where it ends. Uh, again, Charles Soule talked about it. He warned us, he said, it's a tough galaxy and this one's really beating our heroes. Uh, so if you love Poe, if you love you some just good action and you're looking for more sequel trilogy content, Poe Dameron is a must read. Um, following that, uh, we got Star Wars Beckett, um, this was a kind of one-off. We get a one-off with pretty much every movie. We got Rogue One. We got uh, Last Jedi, um, Force Awakens. Uh, and so with Solo, we get back it. Um, it was a great Western-inspired aesthetic to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun interactions with Val and Rio. And uh, throughout, it really just gives that family vibe, that really friendly and intimate vibe so it it builds that relationship that for me i loved in the in the movie um beckett's character is definitely further enforced that he keeps his ties light uh which uh counsels those who were upset that he didn't give much grief in solo uh at the loss of his teammates uh just know that he doesn't give a lot of grief when a lot of things happen Uh, and this story kind of enforces that um and it kind of helps to understand, I guess, a little bit why it's, it's not very heavy. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a one-off, it's not adding a whole huge chunk of lore to it, but it definitely is a fun read. And if you just left solo wanting a little bit more, I think Beckett's a fun read for you. Yeah. And so, uh, Dr. Afra, uh, number 23 was amazing, was great love Dr. Afra. Um, as you keep telling me. Yeah. It's such a great <laughs> series. Uh, this one's really fun with the dialogue. Uh, it's very indie Indiana Jones esque, which is not a surprise given Dr. Afra's character. Um, and if you ever doubted that BT and triple zero are evil, we get that established at the very beginning of this comic. Um, they kill some very well-known characters and it broke my heart. Um, and other than that, we get a uh, great dialogue between Santa, Afra, and Tolvin. Um, great kind of lover's quarrel, triangle stuff going on. It just 
all together. I was laughing so much. I was sending Megan so many uh, screenshots of the panels <laughs> and just, I, I love the writing for this every time. It's just so fun. Um, if you're not reading Afro, you're making a mistake with your entire life. Um, and so I definitely highly recommend Dr. Afra. She's probably, it's probably my third favorite of the Star Wars series running right now between Darth Vader, Star Wars, and then Dr. Afra. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Uh, then we get back to Darth Vader. We got Darth Vader, uh, 20, uh, Fortress Vader part two. We get some great action in this one. Uh, Vader tries to stomp out some weakness in the ranks, and the adventure takes them through the busy city of Coruscant. Um, and it's very, it, it reminds me a lot of Attack of the Clones open uh, with Anakin and Obi-Wan chasing Zam through the city streets. Very adventurous. Big Zam? Not Big Zam. Oh. Just Zam Zam. Uh, it's a central part. A central part of the story is Vader's condemnation of attachment. Um, it really, again, just enforcing the darkness, just enforcing the evil. Um, it, it, he talks about how it was thought to be a strength, but it, it is a weakness. Uh, and it's tragic to hear just how further down this dark path he's going. Um, that, you know, he, what he treated as such a, a strength and such a motivation for what he, why he did what he did, he now clearly resents. So uh, ultimately, though, he educates the characters on why attachment is forbidden. And I love this one because it makes Vader even darker. Uh, his, tra his tragedy is part of what makes me love him and feeds my interest into him as a character. And I think Charles Soule did that well yet again. And really, Karen Gillan's uh, first series and Charles Soule series now both do an amazing job of writing Vader in general. And so the ending of this leads us to uh, the establishment of Fortress Vader, finally. So two issues in, and we finally get hints at the beginnings of the Fortress. So um, that's cool stuff. Um, again, just a great comic. And if you're looking for more uh, Darth Vader stuff, then I really recommend it. Lando, uh, Double or Nothing 4 came out last month. Uh, and really, I, the only word I got for it, it was, it was fun with it, not much else. Um, the series continues for me to be a little simple and a little, uh, I don't, it just, it's, it's very much. And what I mean is like Lando's arrogance and a lot of the silly adventure is there and it's just, it doesn't quite seem Lando-ish, mm -hmm. uh, but it seems like a good story, which leads me to believe in the in the way I kind of read it is that it's him telling the story afterwards rather than the story happening as we read it so it's much more of course it's a fishing story it's much more embellished on the back end yeah uh, it would just make a lot more sense considering uh, the way Lando talks about himself and interacts it's just if that if it's meant to be that way it's that way but I think I'm always gonna my head is gonna be that this is his story his telling of it, mm -hmm. um, not the actual events. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about, you know, Lando being portrayed as more arrogant than, like, he's very suave in Empire Strikes Back, but he's not, like, he's very smart, obviously. Yeah, uh, he's not necessarily rubbing your nose in it, and yeah. that's what it feels like a couple of times. 
it just feels it it feels like he's leaving suave for being just not not nice yeah yeah I, you know there's many of other words i could probably use that wouldn't work for our family friendly tagline <laughs> um he's a heiny <laughs> he's just it, it again it's just much it just feels like it's just it's too much to be the suave lando yeah. Um, even if it is young, even if he is young Lando, he just, I don't know. It's at the end of the day, like I said, it's fun, but that's it. So if you like Lando, it might be for you. It might not be. Um, and so, you know, kind of, if you love Lando, enter at your own risk. But at the end of the day, I think depending on the perspective that you have, when you go in, it can still be fun if you let it. Um, then uh, we get Poe Dameron Annual 2, uh, which is a separate Poe Dameron story apart from the Poe Dameron series that we've been getting. Um, this one's okay. Uh, it had its moments that were pretty fun, but overall it didn't really stand out with everything else we got this month. The, ar the art was very off-putting for me. I really... It, it's not bad art. It was just that it was not my preference especially when it involves well-established characters and, you know, you look at certain characters and you're like, that's what they should look like. Yeah. Like Poe Dameron should look like Oscar Isaac. Yeah. General Leia should look like Carrie Fisher. And when they don't look like that, no matter how much of an artist interpretation it is, it just doesn't hit for me. Yeah. There's a point between stylized and just, you know, Different. Different. And and that's what it felt like. All kinds of characters, well-established, known characters, um, including a couple of surprise guests, but all were done in a very particular style, which is a great style. But as soon as you tell me that's Poe Dameron, I'm like, mm, not really. As soon as you tell me it's Leia, uh, not really. Um, so it's one of those things. It's just if, you, if you're not a hang-up on the art style like I am, um, I think it's, it's a fun read. Uh, but... Overall, there's several other comics I would have picked this month other than that. Um, the last one is Star Wars Adventures 13. Um, and this was just a fun issue with some Anakin and Padme action as they foil a political sabotage scheme. It's just a, a fun story, which is most of what Star Wars Adventures is. It's just a fun, lighthearted extra story. Yeah. Um, and this one was nice with killer servant droids. Uh, very funny. It's sabotage that turns into sabotage. Attempted sabotage. <laughs> um, Thank you for humoring. The right the writers are really good with it. There's a couple of times where it's just the the joke just really hits well, um, and it's all from just good writing. And so, uh, but that's your comics for last month. Um, hopefully, you've read most of or all of these. If not, um, hopefully some of this has excited you to maybe go back and get it and yeah. um, whatnot. And so uh, I, th I think this has been a good month for comics. I think we're looking ahead at a good month of comics. Uh, and so, um, and like I said, each month you'll kind of get this rundown of what'd you miss or what did you read and what do we think um, kind of style, um, just something to kind of discuss some of our favorites from the month. Yeah. All right, Heard, some last moment announcements to close us out. Uh, first of all, the solo novelization is out today, if you're listening on Monday, or on Tuesday. Yeah, today's Monday. Today is Monday. <laughs> if you're uh, listening tomorrow. If you're listening tomorrow. 
uh, go to your nearest, I don't know, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, Mom & Pop, I don't know. Where do you go? Wherever you get your books. iTunes, maybe? That's where I get my books. Audible? Sponsor. Please. <laughs> um, and Solo, the film, is out next week on digital on the 14th. Um, and the physical release is the 25th of this month. Mm-hmm. And this week coming out in comics is Star Wars number 53, Hope Dies Part 4. Part 4, yes. Um, I can't read Roman numerals. I'm not Roman. Uh, that comes out on September 5th, 2018. And Dr. Afra Annual 2 also comes out on September 5th. So Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Very some, exciting some, things. Yes, go out and get them. Um, it's Dr. Afra and it's Star Wars. So what more could you want? Um, and make sure to get your copy of Solo. Um, the novelization has a lot of extra stories and content. Um, if you haven't caught up with the excerpts that were on StarWars.com, you can go back and read those. Those will definitely um, help you make your decision to pick up the book. I really do recommend doing that. Um, the excerpts were great and, and definitely sold me on uh, getting the novelization. Yeah. Um, similar with The Last Jedi. I wasn't going to get it, but the extra stuff, the extra and expanded stuff um, really sold me. Um, and it, it almost becomes a whole new telling of the same story. So it's yeah. really cool. Um, and so that's your book and uh, comic news to look forward to. And um, eventually Solo is coming out and uh, we'll actually be doing a solo centric uh episode in a couple of weeks so you can look forward to that um we'll talk about solo the a star wars story we'll talk about um his appearance in uh comics we'll just talk about his overall influence and just all kinds of things um and so if you love solo check it out if you're all right with solo check it out anyway if you don't like solo check it out too yeah basically <laughs> Why, uh, just listen, just, li- us, just listen. Please. Um, and so, uh, but that's pretty much it on the news front. Um, it'll be interesting to see what we have to talk about next week since we're caught up on all the past San Diego Comic-Con news, but I'm sure we'll find something. It's Star Wars. We're always getting something in the news. Yeah. So, um, but uh, until next time, uh, this has been your herd leader, John Wayne. And you heard Mom Megan and Piglet sitting in my lap. And next time we will try and uh, record when we're a little bit less rambly (laughs) and tired. Uh, But thanks for joining us on the ride and may the force be with you.